0: It's ABC is coming at to be recorded from my studio here in recorded. No, I'm live now. If you catch me after the fact, then I'll be recorded. But right now, I'm live here in my lovely studio in Kent, Washington. Hi. Um, today, I wanted to talk about modern dating, and I want to ask the one question that people should ask, men. men mostly, but... Um, they should ask this question when they start dating, and is what is, what is it that you're bringing to the table? Because I feel like that question is not asked enough. So today I'm going to go into that. I'm going to go into some um, some facts and figures and statistics that will kind of help drive that conversation. Um, and then if we have time, we we'll get into some, uh, we did some other things around it. But I kind of wanted to make a broader – I kind of wanted to – I wanted to make it a broader conversation um, about how we actually need a definitive starting point, especially nowadays. We need a definitive starting point in any kind of relation, relationship, and it just helps with the overall management of it. So that's kind of what I want to do today by asking you that question. But first, um, I'm not going to say anything else about Israel because I'm kind of disappointed at what I'm seeing out in out in the world regarding this whole conflict. And it's really driving it's driving the point home that there are there were latent anti Semites in on both sides, conservatives and definitely the among the liberals, but you know, when you haven't seen this this much anti Semitism since nineteen thirty two, Germany it says a lot about the world we're living in today. So I'm not going to say anything about this. It's just way too divisive. Um, I don't feel like dealing with the anti semites. So I'm just going to, right now I'm just going to kind of keep my mouth quiet about it. Um, Not to say I won't say anything about it in the future, but like right now it's just, um, no, it's not the time. Not for me at least. That's that. If you read my show notes, I have a special report and a special report, again, it's not about Israel. I'm done with Israel, but um, well for now I'm done with Israel, but it's, I kind of want to talk about, I kind of want to spend this first hour talking about something that happened to me on uh, early, it was Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning, right? Because it happened to me at work. And it kind of, again, this, it strikes on the point that don't judge, it's easy to say don't judge a book by its cover, right? However, we don't want to judge books until we actually read them, at all. Despite what the cover may be, we just don't want to. You just don't want to make pre Now I get it. Some pre-judgments are healthy. Like if, when they say red on black must stay back, um, red and yellow docile fellow. When you when it comes to uh, those garden snakes or whatever, I think it's like coral snakes or garden. Sometimes those those bandit snakes. And it's isn't it easy, isn't it? pre-judgments are easy at that point. If you see a snake with his eyes with his eyes round, generally those are docile snakes. If you see a snake with the top of his eyes panted downward, those are generally venomous. So, again, you, you look at things and you can kind of posit how dangerous or not dangerous they might be, right? See a tiger in the wild, I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Well, when it comes to people, um, the rules change and the areas become a lot more gray. And this is where, again, I exoriate people like the MGTOW movement and a lot of these passport bros or whatever. And, and I'm going to do a show on the passport bros. I think it's next week. But um so... Write people off just because you're turned off by what's going on in society. And I get it. I just did a whole thing about anti Semites in Israel. Don't no, talk about the right people off. However, when we talk about people on an individual basis, you see, I, I get it. Society collectively isn't anti Semitic. They're just not. Now, there are men, there are Millions, and I would say now even hundreds of millions of people on this planet, that are anti-Semites. But that doesn't mean that the globe collectively is anti-Semitic. Again, it's on an individual basis. And you kind of have to take human interaction as such, which is, again, where the towels go wrong, because instead of saying, well, okay, this particular person is toxic, where this particular person is also toxic, and this particular person may not be toxic, but because this particular person is of this particular group, then they're probably influenced by the toxicity, so I'm gonna write them off anyway, and it's kind of it and it makes it kind of a not a numbers game but um an odds and chances game like. Okay, chances are this person, again, is toxic because they're associated with this group, and I'm talking women. So MGTOW see a woman, and they say because society is um, under heavy feminist influence and because everything is stacked against men, then what we're going to do is we're going to cut our losses and not deal with women and just deal with ourselves. And while I am an avid champion of taking care of yourself first – i happen to think that that doesn't that shouldn't come at the expense of not of dealing with individual women to this point about what happened to me in the special report so and again this is no 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 i'm just going to go into it so tuesday night i go to work and i show i show up to work And my employee tells me that, um, before I showed up about 20 minutes before I even, I stepped foot on the property, um, told me that she had dealt with this this person and, uh, when she came, when she found her and for this person and for the purposes of this conversation, I'll call this person L like L McPherson, the model, um, we'll call her L. And so my employee ran across L and when she ran across L, um, L was, I guess, maybe she was on the side of the building, I'm, not, I'm still not quite clear on this. But in any case, she found L and L was in a state of inebriation. And um, so she tried to get L to move along. Um, L, L was of course, a so she wakes Elle up. She finally takes her a few attempts, which She wakes Elle up. And I just want to say before I continue the story, Elle, and if you're listening, and I'll get into that in a little bit, but if you're listening, um, well, let, let's save it to the end because there is, there is time and there is hope, but I'm going to save that for the end of this story. Now... She tries to get L to move along, and I don't know what happened then. But she, I guess she got, she must have gotten L to to move along somewhere because she came back into the office, and this is where I caught up to my employee. And so she's giving me the back brief, and she's telling me, you know, she got, she came across L, and um, she finally got L to to move along. And she came back into the office, I came in, and now she's like, but we're talking about some other things. We spend about, my employee and I spend about an hour in the office, and then we come out of the office, where we run across, um, where we run across a server, and the server, one of our servers, is like, hey, excuse me, He's like, hey, um, whatever happened to the, whatever happened to the girl, and he's talking about Elle like, whatever happened to the girl that you found on the side of the building? And uh, my employee was like, hey, um, I got her to – I think I got her to move along. I don't know. She got up and she went somewhere, um, and I just kind of left it alone. And so the server was like, yeah, I've seen her kind of buzzing around, but I'm not quite sure where. And I guess that, that was the server kind of dropping a hint that, well, she might still be on property. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. Um, I, I, look at my, I look at my employee, and I'm like, okay, let's go. So we go, we look for her, and like we we catch her somewhere else she's in a she's in a chair sleeping, so we find, we wake up l and we're like, "Hey, l, you know you, um let's move you along, let's try to get you somewhere where you know somewhere where you should be, and so um we get her up and get her outside, and l um." Belle was telling me a, a few things about, you know, some people that she may have been with that she may have been looking for. Um, and she dropped hints about her family, you know, being being around and things like that. And so we're trying to figure out at this point, okay, let's see if we can get somebody to come out and maybe maybe if we make a few phone calls or something like that, we can get somebody to... Actually, come out and claim out, right? As it were. So uh, we're doing that. We're going back and forth, and we're trying to check directories and things like that. And so I'm, I'm trying to say this without really giving away too much, because I understand it under uh, under certain liabilities. I can't. There are just some some details I just can't I just can't divulge. So this is why I'm talking cryptically like this. But it's not the, it's not the fact of' talking If you have to listen to the you have to listen to the story and trying to and try to discern what I'm trying to say. So we're trying to um so we're we're going back and forth and we're checking we're checking registries and things like that, and we're try- and we're trying to figure out uh, if we can get somebody um, given the parameters that L was giving us. Now I remember she's still kind of in a state of inebriation, so we tried to had to decipher what she was saying. So we we're trying to, you know, check directories and things like that, and trying to find somebody who can, you know, who can say, oh yeah, I know this person, you know, will take care of it. So fine, um, but it didn't happen. So we got to the point where it was like, okay, we kind of have to give up the search, and we're going to have to move you along. And. She was cool with moving. Elle was cool with moving. You know, with moving along or whatever. It was just difficult because her phone was dying. She had it out all day, um, and getting getting an Uber was pretty tricky to say the least. So I was like, okay. So I put on my phone and I realized that I had an Uber app, but it was on my last one. I didn't download it on my new phone. So I had to go through that rig rigmarole. But um, as we were, because I already sent my employee on because she was way overdue to clock out. I like way overdue to clock out. So I sent her. I sent her home. Helen and I were there, and I'm trying to. I'm trying to download this Uber, this Uber app. I'm trying to sign in with the Uber. If you know the Uber app, if you change phones with the Uber app it's kind of a pain in the ass because you got to re-sign and you got to do all these two-step verification things on two-step verification wasn't, it wasn't acting the way it should. So, um, I had to go around two or three different channels just to even sign into the app. But I finally got in and I finally got to the point where I ordered the Uber. This is the point that changed me that night because before, um, you know, I had to go through the normal spiel of, hey, you know, our establishment's asking you to leave and we have to call the police and trespass to go, so the usual spiel that you have to get to somebody and move them along. Um, mm-hmm. But by the time we got outside, it's like, okay, just being cooperative and everything, I don't really see a need to get law enforcement involved. I do not at this point. Um, so law enforcement, like the, the farthest thing from my mind, She was kind of worried about it, and I told her no, because, you know, we just don't call law enforcement on cooperative people. It's just not what we do. Uh, It's not what I do. Um, But in the the course of getting this Uber, um, in the course of getting this Uber, we started talking and waiting for this Uber, we started talking. And, again, this is a point that changed me because – We divulged some things right things were divulged that again, I believe that alcohol speaks a sober mind. and when you're drunk you're, you're given to talking and talking and talking and you know out of the mouth, out of the bu the abundance of the heart speaks and she tells me about you know we start going into our lives and things that we've done and you know Ella had a pretty had a pretty tragic backstory and it caused me to step back a little bit because when I started this encounter, my portion of this encounter, you know I had one set of thoughts i you know you go in you know when you're in security when you go in when you go into when you go into an encounter you have one set of thoughts and then something comes and com- something can come and completely change, which is why they say that in certain at certain posts, you have to, you kind of have to come, to, despite what you say, you have to come with a certain handle, which is usually customer service, and then you, if customer service doesn't work, you put on your security and you got to do your thing. Uh, but you always go in with a set of thoughts, and you always go in with a preconceived notion, and then something may happen to completely, sh- completely shatter that. And that's what happened this night, you know, when, she, when we were talking about you know, life experiences, and... By the end of our conversation and by the time the Uber has showed up, um, you know, I felt it, it kind of, it, it, it burned itself into my soul for lack of a better, for lack of a better, uh, lack of better terminology. It burned itself into my soul. And I caught myself thinking, just thinking about it all night um, because This, when, even in my last couple of shows, when I talk about how, um, when I talk about dating and how to own your, how to own your shit basically, right? When it comes to relationships, managing a relationship, um, bringing, bringing women, especially women with large egos, Managing women with large egos and um, bringing them back to Earth and basically bringing them back into reality, right? And I say these things, and I say these things with the notion that a lot of women are this way. And my encounter with Elle that night, it underscored the fact it it underscored it underscored the Nawal thing not all not all women are like that you know it was a thing of you know I ordered the Uber I ordered it on my account I paid for it she she tried to give me money i don't want i didn't want the money its was it wasn't about the money it was about getting her to where she needed to go safely 'cause it's' cause again that neighborhood is not the best at 2 something in the morning it's just not. I mean, we had a we had an incident where um, somebody walked up into our establishment just willy-nilly with a knife like two two something in the morning. So it's not wasn't the greatest. It's not the greatest environment to be around, but especially for a especially for a young woman. And so it wasn't about the money for me. It was about getting her where she needed to go safely. But again, like I say in the show, and it's going to underscore the point, the whole reason why I'm telling you this story now is because I want to underscore the point that all relationships are transactional. Um, Even brief ones, right? Because, again, you know, I got her the Uber, and I got her where she needed to go. She offered me money, but I turned it down because, again, for me, it wasn't about the money her part in this was giving me that little piece of knowledge that um, even you don't know you never know who has a tragic backstory right now when it comes to when it comes to dating and women and things like this um, a lot of men would see this particular person and this is not to say anything negative about Elle, because Elle is a truly beautiful woman. She is. She's beautiful. Um, not physically, but just her strength. Now, to say a couple of things about Elle, um, again, I found her. She was in an inebriated state. Um, and I could. by the end of the conversation, when she told me about marriage that she was in and her you know different situations involving children and things like that um i could understand why she would use alcohol as a vice i totally understood that however i always say about alcohol alcohol is something that people hide behind it's a crutch a lot of people use it as a crutch and a lot of people use it as not an escape, but kind of as a shield. And it shouldn't be that way because as a shield, alcohol is like Swiss cheese. Um, things still get through anyway. It's just you just feel it while you're drunk, and that's even worse. Anyway, um, but I could still understand why she used alcohol as a vice. Um, and it shouldn't have been that way. A lot of guys would look at somebody like Elle and say she has baggage, she has a a previous marriage with a history of abuse and there's alcohol involved and things like that. And if I'm on that side, right, and looking looking over the fence at that from that side, then I can kind of understand where people are coming from with that because they say, oh... Um, it's just at at that point, um, trying to, um, be with somebody like that, trying to make a relationship when there's that much quote unquote baggage, um, is kind of a raw deal when there are other choices, when there are other choices out there that maybe don't come with that much. But then again, if I come over to the other side of the fence, Elle is in her late 20s, early 30s, um, but there's still time for Elle to get her her stuff together, right? It just takes a motivation to do it. Elle is the kind of person who, when, not if, but when, because I know she's going to do it, I have faith in her, um, and I... I know she can do this. I know she can I know she can conquer these demons. It just takes that fortitude. She it's dormant in her. I can tell just because of her mannerisms when I was when we were interacting that night. She's got it in her. And I know she can do this. It just takes that fortitude that I know she has. It's dormant in her, but she's got it. And when she unleashes it, then she can beat these demons. If she does beat these demons, She'll make a great partner for somebody. She'll make a wonderful partner with somebody because she's got the basics down. Um, now, a lot of guys will see her and say, "Hey, um, this person has baggage. This person is most likely an alcoholic. This person has a history, a, marriage, a failed marriage of an abusive, to an abusive ex." Um, This person's got a lot of emotional things she needs to deal with surrounding, surrounding what's happened in her past, and that would be a deal breaker for a lot of people, for a lot of guys. And again, if I was on that side of the fence, looking over at somebody like, at somebody with, um, with those, with that lens, or with those kind of, with those other glasses on then I can understand where the guys are coming from with that. But at the same time, you have to look at the individual. And again, right now, at this very moment, I wouldn't advise Elle to try to pursue um, any kind of relationship or dating or anything like that. Her best bet would be to be by herself right now. Um, Maybe not too long because again late 20s early 30s time frame. This is her age So she doesn't have a very long time if she wants to especially if she does decide to come around and tie again with the tie again with having kids But at the same time um, Someone in that position someone who's trying to clean herself up who's trying to get her life together It can happen, but she's got to move on it because if she does plan, if she ever does turn around and plan to have kids, um, she's going to be, within a few years, she's going to be up against a biological clock. And in that case, um, in that case, she would have to, she would have a lot of work to do in a very short amount of time. However, if she does decide, uh, if she does decide to stay on course and not have kids then um she can still she can still find somebody she 'll have a little more time because she's not she won 't be up against the clock but um she would have to do the work necessary to um to bring herself to where she can offer someone a all of herself and not fractured, and broken pieces and this is the ultimate thing that I want to talk about is what do you do in the first hour this what I'm going to talk about in this first hour. what do you do when life breaks you and how do you manage how do you manage people that have been that have been broken by life situations? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a break and for the last half hour, I'm going to talk about not the definitive, not the definitive thing, but I'm going to just put together my opinions and maybe somebody else has some, out there has some opinions to share. But what do you do when life breaks you? How do you manage that? Because there are some truly, again, there are some truly amazing people out there who have just been broken by life. And I'm going to bring up a thing that I actually saw, um, not on social media, I think. No, it might have been social media, but I'm going to bring up something that exists in in Asia, I think in Japan. And it's just going to underscore, underscore my point about people who have been broken and what happened when they pick up the pieces and put themselves back together. So I'm going to talk about that in the next segment. So I'm going to take a break. And then when I come back, we'll get into that. And then um, in the second hour, I'm going to talk about bringing what you have to bring to the table. And hopefully, it's all going to tie in and all going to make sense. All right. So that's that's what's up. I'm going to take a break, and we'll be back. You're listening to uh, ABC on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. I'm on Blog Talk Radio. I keep saying SoundCloud because I'm so used to being on SoundCloud. Um, but you're listening to ABC on BTR Block Radio. Be back.
1: Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent. you a Superman, Chief. Believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost. What's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast, Chief. Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's sugar smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confounded, that boy knows I like those new sugar smacks. And he knows I do too, Matt's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired. Golly, chief, I had not opened up the box yet, but I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted and candy sweet. You bet. Just get it.
2: Kellogg Sugar Smacks, brand new.
1: A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. Uh-oh. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun.
3: What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say.
1: Yeah, a Mountie (laughs) always gets his man.
3: Oh, no, I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say, Relief is just a swallow away.
1: Bless that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer.
3: For that headache, upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is
1: just a swallow away. Hi, kids! Look at some delicious magic with the extra good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra rich, extra thick, extra chocolatey. Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk, chocolatey, delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate flavored syrup for you. Sing out. I love Bosco. It's rich in chocolate tea.
3: Chocolate flavored Bosco. It's mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco. That's the drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great because you're a I'm a princess. Good Lord, it's a party tonight. We'll have Tootsie Roll Pops. All the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. (coughs) And do you know why? Sure. Because one, there's good tasting hard candy outside. And two, there's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And three, only Tootsie Roll Pops is such fun to eat. That's why they're triple good. And don't forget Tootsie Roll Pops come in a party path, too. Ten pops in assorted flavors. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. you love Tootsie Roll Pops.
1: Hi, I'm Mike Wallace. With a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffle. The first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Felna Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo.
4: I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh,
1: man, that's some apple pie.
4: Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich.
1: Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden fluffo.
2: Yoo-hoo-hoo. Yoo-hoo. Yoo-hoo. Yoo-hoo-hoo. yoo hoo Yoo-hoo.
3: I've got a swiss cream sandwich for you. Frisk golden cookies and in between an extra thick. It's my pick. Filling
2: of cream. Dessert time. Tea time. Don't miss Swiss. As
1: the man around here, you can quote me on this. You Yoo-hoo. Yoo-hoo. it's Swiss cream sandwich
2: for, for Yoo-hoo-hoo, you hoo-hoo And you.
1: A truly different cream sandwich, Swiss cream sandwich, baked by Nabisco. The luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself. No other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light, they melt in your mouth.
2: yoo hoo you-hoo.
1: It's Swiss cream sandwich. Oh,
2: you hoo hoo you-hoo. And you hoo you-hoo. Swiss cream
5: sandwich.
1: Say, it's time for my favorite dance team, so let's look. Ah, a box of matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever
5: created.
1: A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way, because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment, get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks.
6: Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the Secret Squadron, and wear this official badge, and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message, and only Secret Squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the Secret Squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert, and drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the Secret Squadron. We Secret Squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Yes, just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good, too and cold for lunch and between meal snacks and hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day.
1: The Gemini space flights. The trips are long the training is hard like this spacewalk practice but the astronauts do some things you do in space they drank tang they mixed it like this in a zero-g pouch because with no gravity it would fly all over you don't have that problem you can mix it in a glass up there they have to drink it carefully this way you can drink it any way you like Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great. Has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy mint refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives. Wicked. Every bar of New Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked.
0: So what happens when life breaks you, right? Because like I said in the past like I said in the last uh segment, there are some truly beautiful people out there that are just broken birds. And you know, some people and some people write them off and you know, again, I I kinda get that. But what do you do if you come across a truly beautiful person that's just been broken? Because I'll tell you what, um I've been broken by my I myself have been broken by life. My life broke me and it cost me my marriage. I will I will gladly and humbly admit that. Being me being broken cost me my marriage. And it wasn't until my ex and I split and I got my apartment by myself, living, living in here alone, that I had to – it forced me, it compelled me to do some introspection. And throughout the course of this introspection that I had to do for myself, that I had to come to understand that a lot of things that I believed because I was broken were just erroneous, and I had to turn away from those beliefs. But, I also had to forgive myself for a lot of things that I did in the past, and not just not just in my marriage but before. And so it helped me put put myself back together again. was i am I the person I was before life broke me? No however, um and I'll get to this point in a little bit, so put a pin in this. Uh, however, I put myself back together and I'm the same, but different, but enhanced. And this is what I, if life breaks you again, and if you're out there and you're listening to this, and maybe you're broken, maybe life broke you and perhaps you're still broken, maybe you put yourself back together. But if you want to tell your story here on the air, you know, I'm here to listen. And my area code, is this area code 563-999-3596. If you're here at, on Blog Talk Radio, and you're at my wall and you're listening to this, you know, you see, just use the number you see there. 563-999-3596. Um, tell me your story. You know, maybe you're still broken, or maybe you've put the pieces back together. Maybe you found your advice that helped you put the pieces back together, whether it be like a group, a certain social group, maybe religion help you put and again i'll talk about religion in a little bit because i'm going to go the second part is going to be a tale of two women and i'm going to compare contrast um l and another woman i'm going to call B like the arthur the actress but not the arthur of course okay. um,
5: looks
0: like i'm not talking about l mcpherson um, i don't even know l mcpherson but this girl L, I I'd call her L, just to make that comparison. But anyway, back to back to my point. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to compare and contrast L and B because L and B are two two women that you know that we're in my sphere. And whereas L used one, they were both broken by life. But whereas one turned to one vice, one turned to the other vice. And, and and there's two different mentalities there, and I want I want to talk about that maybe later. But yeah, if you want to if if you want to call in and you want to tell your story of being broken by life, and maybe you're still broken, or maybe you found your advice and you were able to pick yourself back up, then you know I'm happy to listen to that story. If if you want to say if not, then you're more than welcome to keep listening. You don't have to call. Um, it's fine. I've been running these shows like monologue like since. The beginning, so it's like. Um, but when you're broken like that, right, you have you have to pick up the pieces before you can do anything. You have to put yourself back together. Why? Because being broken, you can't do anything being broken because you're in a bunch of different pieces. And a piece of you just won't accomplish anything when the rest of the pieces you're leaving behind. So you're only taking a fraction of yourself, and you're trying to make a life with only a fraction of yourself, and it just doesn't work, right? It, it doesn't. You have to pick yourself up. you have to put yourself together. now i I saw in where in Japan, what they do is they they melt down to smelt gold, and what they do is they'll take these the pieces of something that somebody broke, maybe it was a dish that they loved, or maybe it was a vase or something, and you know, something with some sentimental value. Um, usually made out of clay or something like that. So like I say, dishes, vases, things like that. But it has sentimental value. And what they do is they'll, if you break this thing, right, you drop it on the floor, it shatters into all all these pieces. You pick up all these pieces and you take it to this place. And what they will do, they will smell gold and they will use the gold as a glue to repair what it is you brought to them. And again, when you see this, it's it's amazing. Um, maybe I should have put it, use it in my slideshow on my wall here. But um, I think I'll post it on my social media after this show. But you see these things that have just been broken and repaired by this gold, quote-unquote, glue. And the result is it's not what it was. You understand that it's not what it was in the beginning when it was whole. But being together like that and being held together with this gold would creates in it a beauty that just wasn't there in the beginning because you have these cracks and these splits that that are just that are gold and it just it 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 makes the product more beautiful arguably more beautiful than it was in the beginning because now you have this gold this this item with all of this gold just spider through it and it's an amazing thing to see and it speaks to what happens when you're able to pick up these pieces and put yourself back together through this quote unquote trial by fire um so when you put this and you and you blew yourself back together with this gold called life experience then you come out even stronger and even an even more beautiful person than you were before. But you have to go through the motions. You have to go through that emotional heavy lifting. You have to take those pieces and you have to put those pieces back together and you have to glue them together with the gold of life experience. And not only that, you have to vow to yourself that even though your past is what it was, your past is a part of you, you have to vow that a you learn you lose you will, you will use what you learn in the past um you lo- actually you use what you learned from the past as a rudder for your future because you don't want to go back to what that what that was, so you understand that your past is a part of you that you have learned that you will not go back to, and you kind of learn what kind of learn what all the situations were that led you to that. That's that's the other part of introspection. You you learn what led you to do the things that caused life to break you, and you repent from that. You you turn away from that, Um, and then you go you happily march forward um, with your new put together self, and you do things like get off the alcohol, get off the drugs. Get, your, get yourself enrolled in school or get a job, or if you don't want to do that, like I say, for especially for women. Women have two tracks in life. They have the career track and they have the family track. So they can pick, they can use a clear mind to pick the track that they want to live the rest of their life, whether it be career or family. Now, for somebody like Elle, um Elle still has a choice. Um, and, again, being being broken by life and being put back together with this with this goal and that just enhances the beauty of her being, um she still has this she still has the choices before her. Now, does she have the time that she had? No. But um she still has enough time to make it and to do this thing for herself. Okay? Now compare this to somebody like me, because me Me and B kind of had a falling out. And B is the person who, B B is the kind of person who she, I broke her to. um, And she did some things in her past that I, I get it. She regrets. The problem is she ran to religion and then started hiding behind it. And then she's using now a religion as a cudgel against anything that causes her um what's what's the term causing her cognitive dissonance. So if again, if there's something that if something comes if something pops up that is in her mind she can't not comprehend, but again causes her this cognitive dissonance of hiding behind religion and using religion as the um as the shield in her brunt in her brain, in her mind. She I don't want to say she swallowed the Kool-Aid of religion because that's so not not a cool thing to say because, again, I myself um, identify as a Christian. As a matter of fact, I was saved in 2016. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand that when you're saved, you don't get saved. The problem is you don't get saved to escape something from your past. You don't. You get saved because you understand that what happened in your past happened and even though it shapes you it doesn't have to define you but a lot of people don't understand this a lot of people with um things have things that happened in their past a lot of people Yeah, a lot of people with things that happened in their past or things that they've done in their past that they're ashamed of and they run to religion to try to use religion as a shield against what happened in their past or to try to hide, use religion to hide behind should should those arrows come up and it's like, no, you don't, that's not what religion is for. That's not what Christianity is for. Christianity is for understanding that um, Christianity is for understanding that what happened in your past happened in your past, and even though that shaped you, it doesn't define you. Which is why the central tenet of Christianity is for all the sin and falling short of the glory of God, but they're justified by His by His grace and His blood, freely justified. That means you you take it you take it as a gift to you, mm-hmm. but in that you don't use it to hide behind you don't use it as a shield against people people who cause you discomfort that's just that's not what that's there for mm-hmm. B doesn't understand that and b uses religion to to actively avoid putting herself back together that's b's problem and b had b and i had a falling out because there were things that I did that caused her discomfort that really shouldn't have I get it one one of the things that I did and is something that i something that I texted to her that caused her discomfort, and I kind of get it because I went back and read it I'm like, okay, I can see where she kind of misconstrued that, but the other things that she brought up, and it's like no, see now see now what you're talking about is. Now, again, you're using this religion. You're saying – you're trying to say how good a person you are and how strong of a Christian you are and how you do these things that you don't do. You're trying to say that, oh, well, you know, I try to live my life by sharing the gospel, which you haven't shared the gospel once. Um... You haven't, you know, you there's just certain things that you said that you, that you did that you didn't do, and then you're trying to use this Christianity as a cudgel against me to try to say how bad I am, whereas another central tenet of Christianity is forgiveness, and even though you said you've forgiven me, you really haven't forgiven me because what you wanted to do was walk away when your Lord and Savior didn't walk away from things. As a matter of fact when um when they were about to stone the woman for being for being a quote unquote harlot and jesus stepped in and he said hey let he was with his without sin cast the first stone and they all walked away and then the woman's like well thank you and he's like well, they no sin no more see a lot of people forget that just like a lot of people forget uh romans uh 3.23 for all has sinned and fallen short of the glory of god all have sinned and just because you ran to Christianity, remember, you're a sinner too. And being a Christian and getting saved does not mean that you are no longer a sinner and that you are perfect. This is what a, this is what a lot of people don't understand about Christianity is um, when life breaks you and, and you realize that you fell into sin and you run and you, run and you find Christianity, um, people think that Christianity, because you got saved that you are no longer a sinner and that's not true. When you get saved, you are a sinner. However, um, you try to live your life uh, not falling into sin uh, because you're understanding that you're a sinner. It's kind of like the alcoholic who finds AA. The alcoholic who finds AA understands that they're still an alcoholic, even though they are in AA, which is why they actively refrain from alcohol, because they know they're still an alcoholic no matter what. And alcohol will just cause them to fall back into what it is they turned away from when they joined AA. Christianity is the same thing. Um, And so when it comes to people like B and then people like L, where um, B yeah, and I get it. B is married. Um, so I'm not going to speculate because I just don't know the dynamics of the marriage. But I'm assuming that uh, B is a different person with her husband than uh, with other with other people. Um, with other people she out Out in the world she puts on a facade and I get that. Um and it was this facade that caused the falling out between me and her. Um, and I'm pretty sure with her husband with her husband and her home life the facade is gone, which is typically how it goes. Um, but with Elle Elle is the kind of person she she knows again, and this is what's gonna come in this next hour, she knows what she has to offer. The problem is she can't offer it because she hasn't put the pieces back together yet. And when she puts the pieces back together, she'll have it to offer. If that makes sense. Anyway, that was my spiel. Um, Coming up, I'm going to start the thing on modern dating. What do you bring to the table? Again, Elle's going to have a lot to bring to the table. Um, If for some crazy reason and I'm not again don't think don't think this as wishing bad on anybody because I don't I don't wish divorce on anybody. Divorce is just hard. But if for some reason um B and her husband if, would should ever get divorced, um B would be screwed where L would be okay in the date B would be screwed in the dating scene. L would be okay even though um the comparable the the comparable experiences would be kind of similar. Um, there are just dynamics that in play that would screw B but make L okay. And I'm going to get into that in this next, uh, coming up in this next segment. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a break and we we'll get another break. And then when I come back, we'll get into that. You're listening to ABC on BPR. my commercials that ever decide to work. There hey, let's take a minute and meet
5: Clark Kent.
1: You a Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost, what's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief, Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's sugar smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confound that boy knows I like those new sugar smacks. And he knows I do too. Matt's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired! Golly chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on sugar smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted. And candy sweet. You bet. Just guess.
2: Kellogg Sugar Smacks, brand
5: new.
1: A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. Uh-oh. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun.
3: What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say.
1: Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man.
3: Oh, no, I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say, Relief is just a swallow away.
2: Bless
1: that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer.
3: For well, that headache, the upset feeling, take it, Alka-Seltzer. release
1: is just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic. With the extra good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra rich, extra thick, extra chocolatey, Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk, chocolatey, delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate flavored syrup for you. Sing out
3: in chocolate tea. Chocolate flavored basco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Basco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love basco. That's the drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great because you're I'm a princess. Yes, my lord, it's a party tonight. We'll have Tootsie Roll Pops. All of the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. And do you know why? Sure. Because, one, there's good-tasting hard candy outside. And, two, there's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And, three, only Tootsie Roll Pops is that fun to eat. That's why they're triple good. And don't forget Tootsie Roll Pops come in a party house, too. Ten pops in assorted flavors. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. You'll love Tootsie Roll Pops.
1: Hi, I'm Mike Wallace. With a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffle. The first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Felna Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about fluffo.
4: I love fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh,
1: man, that's some apple pie.
4: Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow fluffo is such a short shortening, makes pie crust so rich.
1: Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden fluffo. Yoo-hoo-hoo.
2: Yoo-hoo. Yoo-hoo-hoo. 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 Yoo-hoo-hoo.
3: I've got a swiss cream sandwich for you. Grits, golden cookies, and in between an extra thick. It's my pick. Filling of
2: cream, dessert time, tea time. Don't miss Swiss. As the
1: man around here, you can quote me on this. You, you, yoo-hoo. it's Swiss cream sandwich
2: for you, you, yoo-hoo. yoo-hoo. and you, you.
1: A truly different cream sandwich, Swiss cream sandwich, baked by Nabisco. The luscious, creamy fillings in a class by itself, no other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light they melt in your mouth.
2: You, you, you-hoo.
1: it's Swiss cream sandwich Oh,
2: you, you, you-hoo. and you, you-hoo. Swiss cream sandwich.
1: Say, it's time for my favorite asking. So let's look. Ah, a box of matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks.
6: Attention. To help carry on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron and wear this official badge, and have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message, and only Secret Squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the Secret Squadron, but you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert, and drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the Secret Squadron. We Secret Squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Yes, just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good, too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks, and hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant Ovaltine every day.
1: The Gemini space flights. The trips are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank Tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-G pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some Tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives (laughs) wicked. Every bar of New Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked. <laughs>
0: So at the last break, I said I was going to get back to um, I was going to get back to what the show is supposed to be really about. It is what are you bring to the table? Like what do you bring into the table? Now I alluded to the fact in, in the last segment that, or I alluded to um, a compare and contrast, a tale of two women, a B versus L, right? And I said before we broke that if all things considered, and if both were if both were single at the same time and looking for, you know, looking for another partner, um, we would be screwed and L would be, L would be gold. Why? Why do I say that? Because let's say, for all intents purposes, right? And again, don't think this is wishing bad upon B, I don't. Don't wish it worse on anybody. So I hope for marriage last 55, 60, 65 years. But should they get, should me and her husband get divorced and she finds herself, i um, trying to look for a different, trying to look for another partner, she would be screwed. Elle would be okay. Let me tell you why. Elle has the drive. Elle has the drive to improve herself. She, it's there. She has the strength. She has the drive. Um, she has the fortitude. She just needs to unleash it. And once she does... She'll have a lot to offer. Again, this is going to be what do you bring to the table? Let me get to that in a bit. But she'll have she'll she'll have something to offer. She will. B, on the other hand, will not learn because B uses religion to shield her from what happened to in her past. And like I said in the last segment, that's not what that's not what getting saved is for. Getting saved is because you understand that you're a sinner and not that. You know that getting saved will not will not make you not a sinner anymore. And you know, so, a lot of women who, who embrace Christianity don't understand. They 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 run to Christianity because they think that if they become saved, that all of a sudden, um, all of a sudden, they're not a sinner anymore. They're they're saints now, and it's not true. Um, Christianity is not I mean, they say that yeah, once you get saved, your sins are wiped out. That is absolutely not true. Your sin, you you still sin. It's still in your history. However, you understand that once you get saved and you accept the blood of Christ, that you have a shot of getting you you do have a, that shot of getting into heaven. Whereas before before you got saved, you didn't. That's the only difference. It's not that it's not that once you become saved, you, you're no longer a sinner and all your sins have been wiped out. And some, and somehow your saintly gold among the angels. That's not how that works. He doesn't understand that. He thinks that because she became a Christian, that somehow all of her sins are no longer applicable. And the thing is, those sins have been forgiven, but they're still there. You still did them. And you can't use. You you don't use Christianity as a, as the shield against that. You have to you embrace that and then turn away from it. Is the whole essence of, self, of salvation and repentance. You embrace you you accept that as a part of yourself and then you turn away from it never to do it again. Um, but it doesn't make you holier than now. And that that's what B's problem is. This might be a screw because B to to do a comparison. Both B and L are are beautiful women, in their own way. Now, again, the one to ten the one to ten scale really absolutely applies. Um, and if I were again, if I were rating, um, I would give them both. I give them both sevens. They're a way above average, right? Not exactly. Um, not exactly. Oh, I don't know. I would say fashion model materials. Um, but they're, they are, they're, they're really pretty women, right? Don't have any contracts from Cosmo knocking on their door, but they're still pretty. They're still pretty women. They're above average in their own rights. So i say they're, they're about a seven. Now, I believe that between that after I'd say 20 years old, Whatever you start with, you lose one point every ten years, and I'll go into that in, the, in a future show. You lose one point, so twenty from twenty to thirty, from thirty to forty, to forty to fifty. Right? You lose you lose one point in the looks department. Women, do. men, some men do as well. Well, again, I'll get into that. I'll get into that. Some men actually get. Um, some people, some men actually they climb. Uh, Richard Gears did. Uh, George Clooney's did. So. You know you have that, and there are also these some women who who got somewhat better they theirs inclined to one or two and you know as they as they got older, but those are the exceptions and not the rule, right but again, let's talk about that in the future show um, give them seven uh as it were at this point in time um which makes the fact that Bruna – I just said her name. Um, given the fact that she uh, is, a little, is between you know 30-35 years old, having some years on L, you would think would give her an advantage. But the problem is that the problem is that B would the problem is that B being in the advanced age is again, up against the wall, whereas if she were looking for a man to date, then she, kids are just off the table. And for any any man who's looking for a mate that wants kids, um, for any man that wants kids, then she would just be automatically off the table because, again, at that age, you're going to start running into problematic pregnancies, whereas Elle would absolutely still be in that range. Now depending on how long it takes L to get herself together. Now if she does it within a year or two and then she does this, she finds somebody who yes I can absolutely be with this person, she, he treats me right I can have kids like him. am, then she'd be, she'd still be okay at 31, 32, 33 years old somewhere thereabouts. Um, so she would have that to offer. Now speaking of things to offer, now, I said that, you know, one would have something to offer where one wouldn't, except looks better on the decline. Um, now, when it comes to men and women, right, because the society is set up the way it is, um, women are proud to proclaim they have, they have certain preferences and mates, right? Oh, he's got to be six foot. Oh, he's got to be fit. Oh, he's got to make six figures. Oh, he's got to have a full set of hair. (laughs) Full set of teeth. Full head of hair. Things like that, right? They have all these preferences. Now, when a man says, you know, I prefer a younger woman who doesn't have kids, who's fit, all of a sudden he's a misogynist, right? It's, you take me as I am, you take me. If you can't handle me at my best, then you don't deserve me at my worst. If you can't accept my kids and you can't accept me, things like that. Whereas uh, men can't say that about women, and it's kind of a double standard. The matter is, everybody has preferences, and the preferences are the preferences go back to biological history. One thing that won't change is biology. No matter how much the trans movement tries to make it so, biology just won't change. And one thing about biology that that doesn't change is the fact that within mammals, um, mammalian psychology is such that the female of of a mammalian species will always look for some kind of security, whereas the male Male mammal of any species will always look for procreation. That goes from for everything from guinea pigs to humans, right? Which is why, um, which is why lions, if you see lions in their pride, um, one lion would have like several lionesses because that, those lionesses know that that lion is there for protection. You won't have, a, you won't have, um, a weak malformed formed or deformed lion, or somehow somehow one that isn't up to par um, with a whole bunch of lionesses. They usually the ones that are born with birth defects are usually cast out, even if they survive. Right. Um, that's but that's within any mammalian species, which is why there, are, which is why um, any pack animal is the, the structure of the animal pack is that there's a leader and several followers. There's a leader, usually a co-leader, but there's, a, there's several followers. The leader of the pack, they call him the Alpha. The Alpha head usually has their pick of the females because the females look to the Alpha for protection. The Alpha looks to the females for procreation. That's just it. And that's been biological fact for as long as we've been on this earth. And it hasn't changed. Today, women, especially in Western societies, and, again, my Passport Bros show is coming because, they're again, if they're in for a world of heartache because they don't under. There's something about this that they don't understand. Women, anywhere, is going to look for somebody who can provide and protect. Men will look for somebody who they can procreate with. So as a woman gets older and the biological clock is ticking, kind of really close to the alarm, it's a red flag for your average male. It's red flag for your average man. Why? Because the average man is going to want to procreate and continue his lineage, especially if he does not have kids himself. And there are, and last I checked, I'm just talking about black men, I'm men um, across the spectrum. I know black men, what, fifth, between 50 and 60 percent, somewhere between 50 and 60 percent of black men are single without children. So again, um I'm pretty sure the numbers are comparable for white men and then again for whatever I haven't, I haven't seen it but the point still remains that um your average male without kids is going to want to procreate and keep that line going and maybe and it maybe it's dormant and then when they find the right woman it wakes up but there's, there is still that desire uh, which is why a lot of older women who have these successes, if you go back to my go back to one of my previous shows, I said that career track um is going to shut the door on the family track because you'll spent you have spent so much time getting that career, getting that degree then even more time climbing the career ladder to where you need it to go now you're successful. but the problem is now that you're old and you can't you don't have the prospect of um delivering babies, no man wants that which is why they're still single in their advanced age. And when I say that, people act like I don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, whereas um, one would be, one is a, a bit older, so it behooves her to stay married no matter what, because we will still have that security. If she gets out into the dating world, then the dating world is not going to be nice to her at all because a because of her beliefs and b because of um, because of her age. Whereas L would again right now L's 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 not in a place where you know she L's not in a place where if she gets into a, if she gets into anything it's going to be productive because again there are pieces to pick up there. And there are things to put back together. But if she puts herself back together, she still has time to have something to offer. Now, when we talk about bringing something to the what – what we're bringing to the table, what do you have to bring to the table? If a guy asks a girl, what do you have to bring to the table, what will the answer be? The answer, depending on the answer given, should absolutely be a deal breaker for some guys because – um a lot of women out there, they're the prize, and they're not. Why? Because it goes back to thing, It goes back to what I said. Uh, I think in my first show, in my first show regarding modern dating when I when I flipped this program from politics to relationships, and I said that women, because of wars, because of dangerous jobs, because of disease or natural natural causes. Because so many men, so many more men have died than women, that uh, there is a man shortage. And I know currently in the United States, depending on who you ask, but currently in the, in the United States, the count is 51% women, 49% men, within a couple of within a couple of decimal points. But um, uh, that's what it is. And so women, they, re- they they think they have more options than they actually do. Um, that said, when you ask them what what they bring to the table, they think they're the prize, so they they almost always say, well, I'm bringing me. Okay, who are you? Um, And they'll talk about their job. They'll talk about what degrees they have. They'll talk about how much money they make. Not understanding that your average man doesn't care about that. We will take... Somebody who's working at big lots over I mean, somebody who's upper management who's making eighty, ninety thousand dollars a year. Why? Because of because of what they have to offer. What they have to offer is probably that youth, probably that fitness, probably that beauty, probably that um that willingness to be a wife. Whereas Woman who's climbed the corporate ladder has been through so much that now she's carrying around masculine energy. Same thing with athletes. I'm gonna and I'm gonna do a show on the female athletes and why they have so much trouble um, within the dating market. Lots of lesbians. I'm just saying. with the female athletes, a lot of them, the straight ones, are having problems in the dating market, especially coming out of college, going into things like WNBA, women's national soccer team, um, whatever, whatever, right? Because the nature of competition requires a lot of testosterone for success, then a lot of those women are in a masculine energy, and you can't, and like I said before, you can't have two bulls in one pen. So a lot of men, a woman with masculine energy turns a lot of men off. And that's why they're having a hard time dating. This is why you have these women who say that men are intimidated by them because, because they're in their masculine energy. They take everything as kind of zero-sum, the, the way masculinity is. Um, you, take every, you kind of take things as zero-sum. And because these men aren't talking to me, that means that they're intimidated. X, therefore, Y. And it's not, it's not necessarily true. It's not the intimidation thing. Men don't want to date other men. Men want to date women. Masculine seeks feminine. Yin seeks yang. It's been it's been that way throughout. So, if you bring in, if you're bringing masculine energy be it from competition, from climbing the work ladder, from doing all this work that's um that typically requires a level of testosterone to be successful at then you're bringing the mas- you're bringing a type of masculine energy that just turns men off. And this is this is what again When we ask, what are you bringing to the table, it's a way for men, listen up, men, when you ask what you're bringing to the table, it's a way for you to gauge whether a woman is in her masculine energy or in her feminine energy. And if she says, I'm bringing myself, that should be a deal breaker. If she says, if she starts talking about her degrees and talking about her job, I don't know, you may or may not want a successful woman. But most men, and by most I would say fifty-one percent or higher. I'm not sure the exact percentage, but I know that most of us men don't want that a masculine woman. We just don't. We want a feminine woman. We want a woman that knows she's a woman. We want a woman that's a nurturer, that's a caretaker, that um, that builds a that builds a house but builds a home. There's a difference. You build a house, you put you put nails and boards and some wires and glass for windows and you build a house, right? Building a home is not building a house. You can build a house. A man can build a house, a woman builds a home. Building a home is you nurture, you caretake, you have children, you you rear your children, um, you bring them up in a good environment. This is what building a home is. You you decorate your home. You give your you decorate your house. You give your house personality. Um, things like this. this. This is what women should be naturally suited for: building a home. Men build houses. Women build homes. Um, that said, ask the men what are you bringing to the table, because that's a way for you to gauge um, where they are as far as being able to build a home instead of just being able to build a house. Now. You get it. There aren't a lot of women out there that can build houses, which is why so few of them are in, const- are in the construction industry. Mm-hmm. But then again, um, when we talk about building a home, this is what we look for, somebody who can build a home and not just climb the career climb the career ladder just because she feels like she wants to be a bit successful. Um so I'm going to take another break. I'm going to take a final break, and when I get back, um, I'm going to talk about where feminism has lied to women again regarding um, regarding the career ladder and their prospects for finding a partner. And then I talk to the guys about asking them. I'm going to have another little short spiel for the guys just to kind of bring it home. And then I'm going to flip it, and I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to talk to the ladies out there. And I'm going to let the ladies know how, whether or not it's—I don't want to say worth it—but whether or not, yeah, whether or not it's worth continuing the pursuit, not as you made the decisions you made. So when I come back, we're going to do that. I'm going to take another. I'm going to take a final break, and that'll be it. Uh, you listen listening to ABC on BTR.
1: Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent. You are a superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost, what's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief, Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's sugar smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confound that that boy knows I like those new sugar smacks. And he knows I do too. <laughs> that's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new sugar smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I had not opened up the box yet but I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on Sugar Smacks. Right. Folks, don't wait. Get Kellogg's new Sugar Smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just get
2: Kellogg's Sugar Smacks, brand new.
1: A Northwest Mountie. And he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. Uh Uh-oh. He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun.
3: What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say.
1: Yeah. A Mountie always gets his man.
3: Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say, Relief is just a swallow away.
1: Bless that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer.
3: For that headache and upset feeling. Take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just...
1: swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra rich, extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream topped with extra thick extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate flavored syrup for you. Sing out.
3: I love Bosco. It's rich in chocolatey. Chocolate flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Moscow gives me iron and sunshine, vitamin D. Oh, I
2: love Basko.
3: That's the drink for me. I'm a spaceman. The moon and sun and all the stars are great big 50-0 pops. I'm a princess. Yes, my lord, it's a party tonight. We'll have 50-0 pops kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. <coughs> and do you know why? Sure. Because one, there's good tasting hard candy outside. And two, there's a delicious center of Tootsie Roll inside. And three, only Tootsie Roll Pops is fun to eat. That's why they're triple good. And don't forget Tootsie Roll Pops come in a party pack too. Ten pops in assorted flavors. There's a game on the back that's lots of fun to do. All of the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops are triple good. Triple good. You'll love Tootsie Roll Pops.
1: Hi, I'm Mike Wallace. With a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffle. The first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Felna Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo.
4: I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh,
1: man, that's some apple pie.
4: Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich.
1: Like cooking champions, get richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden fluffo. Yoo-hoo-hoo.
2: Yoo-hoo-hoo. 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 Yoo-hoo-hoo.
3: Yoo-hoo-hoo. I've got a whipped cream sandwich for you. Ritz golden cookies and in between an extra thick it's my pick filling of cream is it time tea time
2: don't miss Swiss as the man around here you can quote me
1: on this
2: you hoo you
1: it's Swiss cream sandwich
2: For you hoo Yoo-hoo. and you hoo
1: a truly different cream sandwich, Swiss cream sandwich baked by Nabisco. The luscious creamy fillings in a class by itself. No other like it. And these tempting vanilla cookies are so light they melt in your mouth.
2: Yoo hoo, hoo. Yoo-hoo.
0: It's Swiss cream sandwich. So
2: yoo hoo, yoo hoo. And you hoo, hoo. Swiss cream sandwich.
1: Say it's time for favorite asking. so let's look. Ah, a box of matches and a pack of old gold cigarettes. That's all you need, my friend. And you're enjoying the smoothest, mildest, tastiest cigarette ever created. A treat instead of a treatment. That's old gold cigarettes. Made by tobacco men, not medicine men. To give you the cigarette that treats you better in every way, Because in every way, it's a better cigarette. Good, huh? Yes, for a treat instead of a treatment. Get a pack or get a carton of old gold cigarettes. Right now, this is Dennis James reminding you to keep smoking old gold cigarettes. Thanks. Attention. To help carry
6: on our important work, I want you to join the secret squadron. And wear this official badge. And have this secret decoder. Following each week's adventure, I'll send an important secret message. And only Secret Squadron members who have decoders can decode them. Also, later I'll tell you the simple rules for joining the Secret Squadron. But you must promise to do as I do. Keep yourself healthy and mentally alert. And drink Ovaltine every day. It's the official drink of the Secret Squadron. We Secret Squadron members know chocolate-flavored Ovaltine helps give us what we need for rocket power. Yes, just as a rocket adds thrust during takeoff, Ovaltine can add the kind of nourishment so important for rocket power. We drink Ovaltine hot for breakfast. Mmm, good, too. And cold for lunch and between meal snacks, and hot again at bedtime to help keep us revved up with rocket power. Believe me, Ovaltine's got what it takes to help you be a leader in your gang. So drink instant
1: Ovaltine every day. The Gemini space flights. The trips are long. The training is hard, like this spacewalk practice. But the astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank Tang. They mixed it like this in a zero-G pouch, because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Tang tastes orangey. Tastes great has lots of vitamins C and A. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some Tang. This man just showered with a new kind of soap. New Life Boy Mint Refresher. A soap so loaded with mint, so tangy, so frosty, it drives wives wicked. Every bar of New Life Boy Mint Refresher contains the essence of 125 mint leaves. Soap has never smelled this good before, and neither have you. New Life Boy Mint Refresher drives wives wicked.
0: So guys, right? Let me get adjust the adjustments here real quick. All right, perfect. Now, guys, when we talk about what we have to bring to the table, right? Now, a lot of women out there, and they they say they want a guy like you know, has to be over six foot, make six figures, and have a nice car and a nice house. I got two things to say about that. Number one, yeah. Because women look for stability and security first and foremost, despite what they say, they want physically. Um, they will put security and stability over physical physical appearance. The reason why I say that is because, again, people like Tom Cruise, right? Now, women who would say, "Oh, I want a guy over six foot, whatever," then. Somebody tell me, how is it that, what is it, five foot seven, um, Tom Cruise made, Tom Cruise actually won, I think it was People's Sexiest Man Alive. Like, how does that happen, right? Unless nobody really cares, they don't really care as much about his height as what he has and what he's accomplished. So, again, the there's a lie out there going on that and some women have swallowed and they figured, and they're figuring out later in life, which is why you see so many of the women on TikTok saying what they're saying. But they figure out later in life that, you know, the height and the hair and the nice smile and things like that, it really doesn't. It's not as important as physical security is and stability is what I'm trying to say. So guys, don't worry about, the physical attributes that women say they want because that generally goes by the wayside when it comes up against your ability to provide and protect. That said, do not, do not, do not, this is my advice to you, do not get into the dating scene until you have hit your mid thirties. Why? Because by the time you've hit your mid thirties, if you started your career early enough, and this is what I told my other employee, um, because he's 19 and he's just starting. He's just starting out. He's earning. He's getting his degree. When he gets his degree, he's going to go into a high-paying field. That's high-paying for men. High-paying field. And um, I told him, do not, do not, do not worry about it. Don't worry about it until he's 30, between 30 and 35. Even, I'd say even between 30 and 40, right? But the later he kind of waits, the better because as a guy. He will be judged by, not by his physical appearance, but by his ability to provide that stability and protect, right? So this is my advice to you guys. Make sure when you're talking about what you're bringing to the table, what the women are bringing to the table, make sure you have that to bring to the table, too. Because remember what the Bible says, judge not, lest ye be judged, and with with that which you judge shall be meted against you. So if you ask somebody what they have to bring to the table, they're also going to assess you on what you bring to the table. And if you don't have anything to bring to the table, but you're asking them to bring somebody something to the table, then the points kind of move. Um, the same thing I flip it around to the ladies. Because you hear the ladies say it all the time. I want this and this and this and this and that. Yet when it comes to what they're bringing to the table, they don't have what the men want. They have what they think men want. Which again I'll get into this and in the last part of this field. They have what they think them right? what they think that men want. And then when they figure it out that it's not what they have and what they spent so much time trying to achieve is actually not what men want and now they realize that they wasted all this time, um, then you'll see the flood of regrets that you see with uh with these women on these videos. So my advice to you, men. Have something to bring to the table don't and don't get into looking for um, now nothing wrong with any quitting if that's the the situation that you set up for yourself and your friends or benefit partner but when it comes to looking for a long-term prospect make sure you have something to bring to the table before you ask her to bring something to bring something to the table now ladies you spend so much time chasing what you think men want. And again, feminism has lied to you, okay? It lied. It flat out lied. There's, there's just no way around that. It. it lied to you. And it told you that men, men want and ultimately want to wife an independent woman, a woman who has hers, a woman who knows how to get hers, and this is what... You know, if you do this, your prospects will be a lot more open. Now, first of all, in life, when um, it took what's good for men and then tried to flip it to apply to women, and it doesn't. It works for men. doesn't work for women. Why? Because men don't care about what you have. Men don't care about what you've accomplished. Men don't care about what you earn. We just don't. As a matter of fact, um, flip that. We can. We actually. Some of us actually see that as a deal breaker. The fact that you've accomplished all of this means that you are in your masculine energy, and we don't want anybody who's in their masculine energy because they can't have two bulls in one pen. So, again, you've been lied to, and if you spent, oh, you spent time of on time on, time on top of time on top of time chasing this degree and then chasing this career, just to find out that you're 38 years old you hit the wall. Your biological alarm is really close to going off. And then you try to put yourself out on the market of figuring out that men don't want what it is that you're offering. Old, aging, wounded egg cells, um, masculine energy, um, quarrelsomeness, you know being quarrelsome uh you get the I, there's a word for that I forget right now, but you have all of these things that you have all of these things that you're bringing that you don't that you're figuring out that men don't want, and it's because you spent your time chasing the wrong thing, so again you gotta you gotta kind of back that up um, not to say that it's hopeless, absolutely hopeless for you. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Likewise, with younger with the younger women, again, like I said in my my uh, show before, you have two tracks in life that you have to make when you're young. Either you have the family track and you pursue that wholeheartedly, or you have the career track and you pursue that wholeheartedly. Just know that, and if if you talk to any of these women, any of these single women who accomplish a lot, they'll tell you. Um, about coming home to that home that they bought and that car that they bought, and there's nothing there except maybe a cat or two or twelve. Um, but there's there's literally nothing, and they wish they can come home to that man who can, who's there for them, who can listen to them and things like that. And they're jealous of those counterparts. Who didn't spend all that time in college chasing a degree? And who has that minimum wage job or that $20 an hour job? And they're jealous of them because they have the man. And they're sitting there wondering, how did this happen? I was told by every feminist fashion magazine ever that if I, um, if, if I accomplish this and if I chase this, then at the end of the road, I will have the money and I will have the man and I will have the happiness. What happened? It's because all those articles in those, um, in those fashion magazines were written by women saying what men want. Women have no clue what men want, and it's playing itself out in the dating market now. Women have no clue what men want. It's kind of like <laughs> I had to go through different kinds of dog food for my dog because I just didn't know what my dog wanted. I bought. I would buy what I thought my dog wanted, and my dog would turn his nose up at it like I don't want this. So I had to go through different kinds of dog food to find out. Okay, this dog food is the dog that is the food that the dog likes. I cannot discern what my dog wants because I've never been a dog. I don't know. So I have to try that, those different things to figure out. Okay, this is what my dog likes. It's the same thing. You can't get advice about what men want from other women because other women have never been men. And they can talk about what they think men want or what men actually want. You have to discern. You have to get it from men themselves. But so the problem is with these, with these feminist enterprises, we demonize what men say they want under the guise of misogyny. So they set you up. To, they set you up for failure in that way. They set you up to discredit what men say they want, even though they're telling the truth. And they're telling you, and they're basically telling you, men don't know what they want. We know what men want. So this is what men want. Don't listen to them. Listen to us, even, even though we're women. They're misogynist. They don't know what they want. We know what they want. And tell me how much sense that makes. Yeah, women swallow this whole hook, line, and sinker. And it comes to figure out that later on in life when it's time to say, hey, this is what I'm bringing to the table. And man's like, that's not what I want. And you're like, well, funny because this woman in the fashion magazine told me that that's what you want. And then man's like, well, why are you listening to her? You should have listened to me. Oh, because I thought your point of view was overly misogynistic. (laughs) Good. So this is what's wrong. This is This is – Three-quarters of what's wrong with the dating market today. And, again, women, it's if you want to get that, not even a high-value man, because not a high-value man, are quality man. There's a difference. There's a lot of things that are expensive that are not very good quality. Um, you can have a high-value man, but is he a quality man or is he an alcoholic abuser? To get that quality man, you have to know what that quality man likes. And you have to know what that quality man wants, and no woman will be able to tell you. You have to listen to that man, all right? You have to listen and figure out. Again, within a couple of within a couple of percentage points, um, most men want that woman who can make that home, who can build that home, who can be that nurturer, be that uh, be that heart, be that rock for him. Um, He's someone he can come to rely on. You guys depend on each other. But most men want those women who, who are demure, who are submissive, who are, who as Eve was, that helped me for Adam. Most men want that. But most women have been so, so sucking on the teeth of feminism, um, discrediting what men say they want and going, getting what men want from women. Um, that by the time the chickens come home to roost and it's time to find that quality man, they figure out that that's not what that quality man wants. So that's what's up. This is why L is in a better position than B, because L, once L puts herself back together, again, B's married, so um, the analogy is only half valid. Uh, according to halfway valid, but if B were to get divorced and L were to or were to be single, if they were both single, um, given the same circumstance, the same people in the same circum uh, the same circumstances in life, just once uh, they're both single and looking, um, everything else being equal, once they both put themselves back together, as outlined in the beginning of this show, once they put themselves back together. Uh, B would be past what they would call past her prime or beyond her expiration date, Um, and she won't be able to, again, give a guy a lot of what the the guys say they want. Um, Whereas L still has time, um, and she has that – what she has going for her is that she's already demure. She's already kind. She's already, um, she's already, she's a woman, basically. She's every, she's feminine. She's a feminine woman. So again, she's hiding behind Christianity to be that. She's still trying to figure herself out. Um, however, there's certain things about her mentality that just uh, hardens her. And it's going to, it's going to, um, that kind of thing would turn a lot of guys off. Whereas L is um, more of the more of the demure, more of the woman, more of the more of what guys minus the things that you know that L has going on now, um, which again is absolutely correctable. Again, when when she corrects it, then she's going to have a hell of a lot offered to somebody, and if somebody doesn't, if somebody doesn't, it would be a real tragedy if somebody doesn't accept that, accept what she has to offer, because she does, she has a lot of, um, she has a lot of the qualities that men say they look for. It's just that there's just some things, there's just, she's got to correct the course, right? She's got to correct the course. That's it next week um next week's show is I do believe, and if I can just get back to my page um next week's show, oh I can't get it from I can't get there from my studio can I no, I can't, but maybe if I click this and I click that hang on i'm trying i'm I'm trying to do this okay, there's this. And then uh, we got here. I think if I click here, it should take me there without having to get out of my studio. Okay, cool. So next week's show is going to be on the Passport Bros, right? And it's funny because I don't even know my own schedule, even though I schedule it. But sometimes I get shows mixed. I I don't want to get the shows mixed up because I'd say, you know, oh, next week's show is about – so it was about De beers and it's not. It's about passport bros and I don't want to do that. I want to make sure it's everything is um I want to make sure everything's lined up correctly. Next week's show is gonna be about passport bros and again it's gonna be a warning for some for the passport bros going in. Um well look, looks like I got a <laughs> So here's here's the thing. Um so again not using names, but I just received a text message, and um, I just want to say, L. Yes, that's you. <laughs> so, uh, whoops. oh darn, the battery's dying. So yeah, um, yes, S. U. L. And again, L. I just want to tell you. I just want to spend this last the last few minutes of the show telling you that I talked about you on the show to um, to show that. Beautiful people can have tragic backstories, but you don't have to let that backstory um, define who you are. You can accept it. You can em- not even have to embrace it, but you can accept it as as being in being in your past and having being have forged who you are and who you're going to be. If that makes sense, um, just know that you you really are a beautiful person, um, and um. I don't know how much from that night you you do remember, but I just want I just want you to know that just from because I've I've seen a lot. Okay, I'll just say that I've seen a lot and I've been through a lot. And I some things I see through and some things I just see. And what I saw in you, you have a lot to offer. You do. And once you once you, pick those, once you pick those pieces up, uh, once you, once you again forge yourself with that with that gold of your life experiences, you're going to be a phenomenal partner for somebody. Okay, you you really will be. Um, and I'm 100% in your corner again. If you if I'm here, I'm always here. I'm 100% in your corner, and I'm rooting for you. Just know that I'm rooting for you to. I'm rooting for you, um, and I really want you because, again, I know you have—I know you have that to offer. And again, like I say, it's not too late. It's really not. Um, but it's going to take that—it's going to take that fortitude, um, and it's going to take that strength. and It's going to take that determination that I know that I saw in your eyes that night. Um, it's going to take that, and it's also going to take a healthy dose of. Um, it's also going to take a healthy dose of friends and friendship and things like that. Um, just rely on the people that are there. they
5: even
0: if it's, even if it's me and some other people, but we're, we're here to, we're here to prop you up. Okay. And we're here to make sure that when, if you do stumble, you get back up and you keep running. That's the whole thing. Um, so um, shoot, uh, shoot me another text. Let me know if you understand what it is. I'm, what it is, I'm talking about. Um, but that's what you know. That's what it is. Um, you have a lot to offer, and I know you. I know you're bringing to the table what um, what people say they want. So again, it will be an absolute tragedy if if you know somebody doesn't. If at the end of at the end of your journey, you know, somebody doesn't take you and accept you. So that's what that is. Um, anyway, I got to go. Um, I got some other things that I got some some other political obligations that I got to go and handle. But um, I just wanted to say that. And I just wanted to make sure that especially us guys, guys, um please be on the same page as women when it comes to having something to bring to the table, because you can't like, if one person brings success in a career and another person brings success in a career and it's like, well, we're both bringing the same things. Yet a relationship is supposed to be complementary and not, um, Oh, what's the word? That means you you stack you stack a lot of the same things. But there's a word for that. But relationships are supposed to be complementary. One person is supposed to be one, one set of things. One person supposed to be another set of things. And using those two sets, you're supposed to build a, you're supposed to build a home. Um, and that's what we need to get back to as far as in, in the dating and marriage uh, in the dating and marriage market. So we need to make sure, guys, that we're bringing that ability. To provide and protect and to proclaim to proclamations, mostly with the mouth. Like you could do that whenever, but have that ability to provide and protect and to um, and to and to provide that security and stability. And the women, my I to you is hey, come out of a lot of y'all need to come out of the clouds because your egos are um, and egos are screwing up your uh, your prospects. be um, like L. Elle didn't have a big ego. Um, L was very humble, so learn that humility, learn that learn that level of um, femininity. If you do that and you can prove that you you have the ability to build a home, it doesn't and it won't matter what your income is. it wouldn't matter what your educational compliments are accomplishments are. The guy would snap you up, even if you work for McDonald's or Chick-fil-A or whatever. The guys will fall over their feet for you. That's it. So that's all. Um, so I'll catch you next week when we're talking about Passport Bros, and it's going to be hopefully. I think it's going to be next Thursday again. Follow my social media. I'll put it. I'll put it out there for sure. If something changes, I'm being back here next Thursday, 10 o'clock for sort of that, um, because again, we're talking about international marriages and things like that, and where where the plane crashes when it comes to going international. Um, because again, at some point, the chickens are going to have to come home to roost. So there's that. Anyway, I want to say goodbye to L. Um, not goodbye, like permanently, but at least off the show. I just want to, um, I just want to again, thank her for. Um, making me think about a lot of things um, that I want to thank her for making me think a lot of things that, think about a lot of things that night, even after she left and she got to where she needed to go. Um, she made, she really made me think about a lot of things. And this is where the first part of this show this is where the majority of the show came from. So that's that. Um, I will see you next week. Peace out. i go out and make the world a better place.